want to see. They want to listen to what you're talking about mm. and everything. Um, Philip, Philip, yeah. thank you, thank you for doing this. Um, Alan put us together mm -hmm. yeah. because um, he's your employer. Would you call him that or partner? What is he? Yeah, so he is my employer at the moment. But the reason we got in touch is because he was looking for somebody to take over for his mm -hmm. business. So mm -hmm. um, I first contacted one of his guys. I was looking for some extra work. And it was funny the next day he's like, yeah, well, we need another coach. But actually, we also are looking for someone to take over the company. So it's kind of totally unexpected. How long have you been working with him? Uh, so I wasn't working with him before that. So you, um, you were or you were? I were not. I was oh. not. I was totally uninvolved okay. uh, with Alan. So this was beginning of or end of 2019. Okay. Kind of maybe late summer. Right. And I was going to try and like get into it right away. Okay. But uh, it was kind of few things happened and of course with the COVID come like came and that made me well everything a little bit slowed down mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. decided to push it back. Have you been playing tennis all your life? I mean how long have you yeah. been playing tennis? Tell so me about that. yeah I started as a competitive skier and then moved to tennis when I was about seven or eight years old mm -hmm. and uh, was competitive already at 11, 12. I was on the national team under 14 in Canada. Oh, in Canada, okay. Yeah. So you're from where? From Canada, Calgary. Calgary, okay. Yeah. So you grew up there. Tell me a little bit about your family. Okay, background. so I was born in Poland. Okay. My parents are born, Polish. You were born in Poland? Yeah, yeah. Can you speak Polish? Yes, yeah. You actually, what? Yeah, yeah. My parents, uh, I mean, we all immigrated. My parents, aunts, uncles. How old were you when you... When I was yeah. just a baby, though. I was one. Yeah, okay, yeah, but your parents made sure that you learned Polish. Well, they didn't speak English, so they were complete immigrants, you know, to Canada. Uh, from Poland and uh, they were learning English too and I had a brother who's older and a sister's older. So you have a brother that's yeah, older? Yeah. Okay. How many years difference? Three. Three years okay. older brother and six years older sister. You're the youngest? Yeah. Okay. So you got, they didn't do anything with you. You got to do whatever you wanted. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So I had a totally different life than my sister who moved when she was seven as a Polish immigrant not speaking English uh, to parents who were just trying to find a way to survive where mm -hmm. by the time I was a teenager, you know, they could send me to tennis tournaments and things like that. So mm -hmm. it was kind of a different upbringing. Mm -hmm. are, they, are your parents both alive and well? Yeah. Uh, no, my mother is no longer alive. Oh. Uh, three years ago, she passed away. Okay. Yeah. And Actually, you, last time I was in Canada was for her funeral. But your parents stayed together. They stayed the, together to the end, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so what did your father do? Yeah, he was always uh, kind of he by trade he was an engineer, like mm -hmm. electrical instrumentation engineering. But he was always uh, kind of just doing kind of everything. Like when we were in Poland, he would go to Sweden and import things, calculators from Germany, and these kind of stuff, and. Right. Uh, he was importing cars from the U.S. for a while, from uh, from to Canada, and then he got into like uh, real estate kind of. Um, he was building houses and renting them at a few places, and they had some tenants. You know, it's very interesting now. Now I understand your reactions to everything I was telling you prior to this, because like you kind of it's like okay, you understood it. You got you got it. It wasn't <laughs> okay. like I was. You weren't you. It didn't um, surprise you. I was just telling. He's, yeah, I can see that. Like kind of the, yeah, you yeah, know, like, you got you know, hands you got, everywhere. You had, yeah, yeah, you yeah. understood it. It mm -hmm. was interesting. I could see that in you. And I said, now I got it. Yeah, yeah. Because why is he being, you were being reserved, but some people aren't. Uh-huh. You know, and they have a, you can feel a different vibe. Yours was like, seemed normal. Well, yeah, I mean, especially yeah, nice. in Japan where people are very, um, 
kind of they have one career and they're really focused on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, I grew up with my dad being kind of all over doing business with lots of different things. So I'm interested in that and myself too. I have a few yeah. different things going on. So. so what's he doing now, your father? He's building a boat. <laughs> he's, he's building a How boat. How old is your father? 70. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's just right there with me saying yeah, yeah. baby boomer. Yeah. So he home. built his own house. He built his own camper van. Now he's building a boat. So he was always building What type of boat? A, a sailboat? sailboat? A sailboat, yeah. How long? How big? I think it's 36 feet. <laughs> whoa! whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, well, he, he has, of course he has help. He has people helping. No, he's doing it all himself, yeah. I think he wanted to hire someone even for a while because he's getting tired. Because it's a lot of sanding. He's doing the fiberglass and vacuum bagging it and then sanding it down. And, uh, you know, all the kind of structural parts of it he said he wants to make it unsinkable and he's really into uh like those worldwide races like mm -hmm. the world uh america's cup and okay stuff like that. so he did that before he's a boater yeah so he was mm -hmm. uh like a competitive sailor like as a kid in poland like a teenager in college mm -hmm. um and that's where i met my mom was like at a beach town and and uh, we grew up like windsurfing and sailing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So my dad was, was really into sailboats. Yeah. Right. So now he's building one, his dream boat. Yeah. You take me through all of your aspects because <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot that's going so on. interesting. Yeah. So Philip, you, you said you played tennis since you were a kid. Yeah. And it's your love for the sport. That, how did he contact you? How did Alan get you? Alan. So, yeah, okay. So I was a really competitive player. And then during high school, I had injuries and was up and down with my kind of whether I'm going to continue. I almost quit. I played other sports, basketball, volleyball, skateboarding, and these kind of things in high school. And then knew I had the chance to go play college tennis, like that, that there's this opportunity to continue playing rather than quitting. Because in Canada, other countries, you have 18, you either go pro or you go to college and don't do sports anymore. We don't have that kind of NCAA mm -hmm. thing. So... I had the opportunity, got lucky enough to get recruited to a small school in the U.S. Uh, because I didn't have that many rankings. And then so I had to work really hard in my freshman, sophomore year, get, have some good results and got recruited to transfer into a bigger college. So I was really lucky to have the big and small college up in my chance. Man, yeah, I mean, long stories, but uh, so I was end up in Japan and tennis was always my way of kind of work, you know, coaching and mm -hmm. I could travel. I love traveling. So I've right. been in lots of different countries and uh, I was always working. So I moved to Tokyo and I was like looking for tennis or for work. Right. But wait, wait, what, what made you, how old were you when you first came here? I was 27. Okay. Why did you come here? So... After, so after finishing competitive tennis, I really got into other sports that I couldn't do as much because okay. of risk of injury and time commitment. So I got really into skiing and surf, like uh, windsurfing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And did a big trip in Europe, lived a year and a half in France and Spain, surfing and skiing. And then decided, oh, I want to try another continent, do the same and come to Japan for skiing. Mm -hmm because uh, it's really famous for the snow. So I came here for the reason of working at a resort, ski resort. Okay. And how'd that turn out? Oh, it was really good. Yeah, it's, it's still one of my favorite places in Japan is Hakuba. Yeah. So you went up to Hakuba? You went to yeah, Hakuba? Yeah, yeah. Over to Hakuba, not yeah, up to... Yeah, yeah. You went to Hakuba, and so you were there for how long? So it was... Um, Wait, what, what year was this? 2010. 2010. Because there was a guy there before that I knew, his name Terry. Okay. 
and he had a place in Hakuba, and using the summer, they did tennis, and in the wintertime, they did skiing and everything. Oh, because I was totally not involved in tennis. And okay, they had, that, they had that in the summertime, they had yeah. tennis. Because, yeah, I was there during the winter season, mm -hmm. so, yeah. working at a bar, working at a bar for a while, and then eventually working for a guy who was, I was chopping wood for his furnace, and just skiing during the day and jumping when I came back. Yeah, so that was like my, paying for my room and board. Wow. Yeah. But it must have been pretty, it's interesting to be that far out in the country and... Well, I mean, to me... Yeah, you and Dublin was Canada. I mean, right? no, 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 but I... Traveling, I mean, I backpack through Central America. Mm -hmm. I've been to 50 different countries, kind of on very little... But did you do all this as a model or...? No, 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 this just as a nothing, as a traveler. Just to travel? Yeah, yeah. The modeling thing happened just when I came to Japan. Okay. Yeah. And, and how long did you do that? The modeling? Uh, almost, I mean, from the... For when I came to Japan till now. Oh, so, so you're doing it even when you're in Hakuba? You were no, no, so that's kind of... That's what I'm saying, yeah. Okay, so I was in Hakuba for the winter and then came to Tokyo for the summer mm -hmm. and started coaching, but also signed up for freelance agencies. So that's when I started and I had an agency offer to sponsor me when my visa ran up. And okay. that's kind of when it got more serious. Right. And, and what, kind of, there, what yeah. kind of modeling? Um, at the time, because I'm so into sports, I was doing a lot of sports-related things because, you know, I'm really active. Mm -hmm. I was really fit. I was training a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there's fashion, there's like uh, cameras and cars and... But they have runway, they have... Yeah, you runway, can do, you I was can... never doing runway because okay. I'm a little too tall for Japanese brands. Right, right. And they also have the movies, then you can do the video. Yeah, I didn't... I will, so yours was always still. Commercials. No, it was always commercials. Like still for... Commercials, right. Like the commercials called, you know, like a, a family guy or a business guy. So you're doing, you're doing magazine covers, that kind of stuff. Well, or were you doing like commercials, TV really commercials? commercials? TV okay. commercials and, uh, yeah, like catalogs and stuff. So like what would we have seen you in? Something that we'd remember that people say, yeah, I must have seen you in that. I mean, I've done a couple of Uniqlo things. Uniqlo, did you? Yeah, yeah. And when, when, when did you do those? Well, the most notable one was with my daughter. Uh, oh, so it's been recent then. I mean, she's five now so right when she was born she was six months okay. old and i was holding her and we we're right. on a billboard yeah where was the billboard where? in shinjuku in shinjuku mm. one of those real big ones a big one yeah, yeah i had a friend that was doing modeling work and he said i want to be in akasaka a billboard there is what he said he wanted to do and he ended up doing it and by, and on all the trains he was made up as if he'd just been in a boxing fight and he didn't win necessarily <laughs> <laughs> he looked bad but he was in the end of the gloves yeah. and he did it and he was a college student. He was a college student working with us. At a, he was going to Todai, oh, yeah. but he's from Harvard. Mm. And uh, a real sharp guy. Mm. But I, he said he wanted to do it, and he did it. Cool. He ended up doing it. Cool. So did you find that lucrative? Because some people have problems when they're in the modeling business. Uh, Sometimes I hear all kinds of stories. It pro wasn't income. enough. I mean, yes, like I was successful enough that I, you know, and at the time I was single. Not single, but didn't have family to raise. And, you mm -hmm. know, I was used to traveling and not being on a low budget so it was okay but I had enough success I got popular with some good things and because I was I had the sports thing I had the business thing I was just at an age where I could do like dad jobs you know I like kids so it was uh, kind of I was in a lot of different categories mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what were some of your favorites what did you enjoy doing when you were modeling See, the thing I enjoyed the most was actually when we would go on location out in the, like in the mountains or at the beach and we'd be like early morning on top of a mountain and, and the, the whole crew said, we're so sorry, it's so cold and it's early and it's such a hard day. I'm like, oh, I did this on my free time. <laughs> so, you know, to and me, you enjoyed was, that. I'm getting paid to do something I would do, like to, a place I'd like to visit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. 
Wow. Yeah. And you said you met your wife through modeling? Yeah, she's a dancer. Yeah. So how? So what were you doing? It was doing? a music video. Okay. Yeah, so she was choreographing and dancing the music video, and I was just like one of the guys in the video. Right. Yeah. And she said, I like you, and then you... No. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got introduced through the crew, like, because she was working with that team for a while, and they knew she was single, and just kind of... Just to make a joke, you know, like, ah, here, my dancer's single, like, you should meet her. And But I was just leaving. Mm-hmm. I was really leaving Japan, like, a week later. To go where? Uh, I was done. My visa was done. I was leaving Japan. I was just going traveling. Uh, and to did Vietnam. I was going to Vietnam. Did you? I did, yeah. So we, when I left Japan, we were not a couple. Like, it was just uh, kind of, we exchanged numbers. We had dinner together twice. So it was even... Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Like I, okay, got, right. I, got, I got hit by, a, I was riding my bicycle, I hit by a taxi uh, before our second date. In Japan? In Japan. Okay. I was going to sell my bike that day because I was leaving Japan for good a week later. I had no mm. intention of coming back. And uh, I canceled the date and she was like, she thought I was just blowing her off. And then I sent a selfie. Were you hospitalized? I was in the hospital. I got four stitches. Yeah. What happened? I was just... No, I mean, I mean, what, what happened? What kind of damage did you oh, get? Oh, I got hit on the side, so I fell over, and I was wearing glasses, like a metal rim glasses that cut my, like, above Okay, my okay, so okay. and that was so it. Okay, yeah. okay. So I was, like, beat up. Like, my whole one side was, like, all bruised. Bruised, okay. Yeah. So she just said, uh, like, just come over, my mom will cook you some food, and then I'll take you to the bus station, because I was living in Hakuba. Wait, wait, now let me... Wait, wait. Yeah. You had the accident, but she thought you'd blown her off for the date. Yeah. And how long was it after that that you contacted her? No, I just sent her a selfie of me with bandages around my head. And then she's like, oh, wow, like you're kind of beat up. So okay, let's okay. Just, just come in my house and my family will cook you something to eat, you know? This I is was, in Hakuba? No, this is in Tokyo. Oh, in Tokyo. So okay. I just came, I was just having to be in Tokyo for like a, like one of the last, my last jobs. Like okay, should. right. So it was uh, interesting. So she, her... I met her mom on the second date, and I thought it was like, what kind of crazy person invites you to their family, you know, some strange foreigner in bandages. Right. But, uh, yeah, so that was it. She, I met her family, I felt comfortable with them, and it was kind of the beginning of our little, like... Uh, how long were you guys... How long did you know each other before you tied the knot? Before we got married? Mm-hmm. Uh, four years. No, oh, no. Four. four years? Four years, yeah. Okay, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we, we were together... We got married on the same day of that uh, music video that we met on four years later. Planned to do that? Well, we chose that date, yeah. That oh, that's neat. Yeah, that's, yeah. What date is that? Uh, January 14th. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you just celebrated. Yeah. How many years would it be now? We are five years in. No, six. Six, six years. years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you didn't mess around having kids either. <laughs> no, so we had, uh, yeah, a year. We got married in January... My daughter was born. You know she's going to see this, so... No, no, she, it was in February. She, my daughter was born February of the next year. Okay. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't the first... Was it the first year or second year? We were already married. I don't remember. It was half a year okay, or a okay. year and a half. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. So it was kind of yeah. a decision like that we wanted to start having kids. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. We that's were already neat. kind of on our own and had our own place. And stuff. That's good, that's, that's good. So, and so now you say, thing, you said... You, you told me you live in Ogikubo? No, uh, Ikebukuro. Ikebukuro, Ikebukuro. Yeah. Okay, Ikebukuro. So, and you're enjoying it out there. It's not with her parents? No, no. Okay. We have our own place. Your own place. Okay. Her mom lives nearby, yes. so she helps. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. So it's There's a very no good difference. situation. She helps yeah, us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your wife, is. she's working still? Yeah, so she's still, still dancing. Tours. Still? I mean, she had a 20th anniversary tour last 
you know, ended in December last year. I bet she knows some people that I know that are in that industry. But anyway, so. what kind of dance? She's a pop dancer. <laughs> I know she knows people that I probably know. Okay, probably. Yeah, is yeah. that right? <laughs> so yeah, she's in, so she understands. So she's very kind of free, like with her schedule. Sometimes really big projects, really late jobs, and. So when we were doing the, when I was doing more modeling, it was like that. But you know, mm -hmm. now I'm getting more into the tennis, and right. she also teaches dance. Of course, she's mm -hmm. a professional that has classes. Mm -hmm. um, so she's also like a teacher, you know. And, yeah. uh, so we're kind of very similar. Wow. In that way, so That's she supports nice. me with. She trusts that I can do a good job with the coaching and stuff. So what are your plans? Like you're going to do the tennis, and what, yeah. what are your plans with the tennis? I know you're going to. No, I really want to. You know continue what Alan's been doing and grow it up, you know, because he's been here for 35 years and uh, mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. like the, the fixture of he tennis is. in the international he community. There's no doubt about it, that's yeah. for sure. And yeah. uh, he's been so solid and I mean, he's, it's a fun job, you know, and he has guys working for him for like 15 years and, you know, that's something I want to do. I want to have, give people a chance to raise their families right. through tennis yeah. and like yeah. kind of be part of that. Yeah. And, um, grow the community because I really like the sport I still like mm -hmm. playing a lot it's obvious and when I watch you teach like I said I was telling Alan the other day because yeah. I was watching you through the window and I mm -hmm. said he really likes what he's doing because mm -hmm. the people are you know they're, they're brought to people you get them in your orbit mm -hmm. and it was very easy to see that they enjoy what they're doing and you enjoy what you're doing with them mm -hmm. and it just it just multiplies they come, they come because they want to be there. And that makes a big difference than yeah. the people that come because they feel like they have to and they want to get their money's worth. Yeah. These people are there because they love it. Yeah. And it's good. I'm glad to hear that. Like, I'm yeah. really... So I sometimes I feel I care too much about, like, that they got to get better at tennis, you know? Right. No, they're not just there to get better at tennis. It's yeah. a whole environment, a community, That's and right, friends, right. and sport, right. and stuff. And sometimes I get too into the details of it. And they're like, okay, we get it, you know? <laughs> Let me try and get this one in my way. Well, they love you. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Because you had them playing game. You had them playing it. They were playing doubles today. Yeah, yeah. All the time. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. So I try and add like kind of technical stuff, strategic stuff, okay. and just let them play. Right. And I know it's hard, you know, when you have to play and just win a point, you know, mm -hmm. and then like in your head, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to grip like this and this and this. And so kind of you want to let the your kind of skills come out in the play part right. without it, like, uh, you know, it become more subconscious instead of right. being on the front. But yeah. I always like, many times like, just be quiet though. Stop saying something, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you find some of the, what are some of the, the, the issues that you really want to get better at dealing with in tennis? Well, we mentioned this earlier with uh, the kids' behavior. <laughs> yeah. Because exactly what you're talking about adults is they want to be there and they appreciate that I'm trying to help And them. the kids don't want to be there? <laughs> They don't appreciate as much that I want to help them because they don't care about their tennis. They care about their friends. And, as you know, generally they, they like tennis, but they don't maybe understand why or they don't realize that getting better at it is going to be more fun. Mm. Well, what would, you, what would you give them? How could you tell them what would make it more fun? I mean, you understand what I'm saying? What, what, wouldn't you have to find out what they... Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So How could they tie it in with yeah. So uh, I'm trying to get them into playing more games where they're, they're playing a lot more with each other instead of... There's these kind of games that aren't... There isn't as much hitting. You know, there's a one kid hitting and the other kids are on the other side and they're trying to catch the ball. Right. Which is good, but then just like the amount of hits you get in the hour, I think like the more the better, you know. So I'm trying to I prefer the games where there's like way more interaction, where two versus two instead of just one kid playing and then the coach is feeding, you know. And it's more the kind of 
working each other right. instead of the coach working them. Mm. And uh, just kind of, they just have to get used to the games and start to like them because it's mm -hmm. a bit of a shift. Oh, we've always done it this way, you know, and like they don't really have the tennis skills that I want to represent myself. You know, the parents yeah. are watching, like, how come they still can't do that? They do that for everything. I can tell you that from my program. Yeah, I, I need to get past that. I still think about, uh, you know. It's hard. That. I know that's really, really difficult because they don't use, they get it once a week maybe yeah, at most. And it's difficult because as you and I know, if you're going to be competitive or really get good at anything, you have to put in more time. And that's one thing I think our expats don't have access to. Yeah. That time, they're trying to do a little bit of everything. So just Which one thing. these sport athletes are okay too. Like, you know, the well, more sports true. you do, it all combines. But the thing is, I think because we, we're, we're working on a time scale is different we have to teach in a different way it can't be okay this step then this step then this step or should, they won't keep their interest yeah. so I try to vary it by putting something difficult in there that I know would take a lot of time but it's gonna pique their interest and if they keep on doing this they'll eventually get there you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it a difficult like kind scale. Kind of like a homework kind of No, thing? Without, without saying that. Yeah. It just comes as a part of the package. You're gonna learn how to do Let's say a serve at this speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they have to build them to it, but you show them. And every mm -hmm. now and then you show them so they get to see it. They say, because oh. it has to be here first, I think. Yeah. That's how I try to yeah. picture it. Make them. Well, and that's why, like you did. That's why adults are easier because they know <laughs> they, where they, they want to go, right? They, they're they like, I'm doing this for this reason. But at the yeah. same time, aren't we always teaching that child and that adult? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see the kid in the... Well, those people running around. They're not running around as adults. They're running around <laughs> as little kids. And I can see it in them. Yeah. They're just as happy when they miss... Yeah. They'll go like this and miss the ball and they go, that, that little boy, that little, you know, seven-year-old Johnny comes out. Yeah, yeah. I was watching that today. The guy went... But, you know, he just knew he had it went, and missed it completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ran around this way. And he was like, oh, Philip's going to make a comment again. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to be more, I keep every time I have like a big group of kids and I go home, it's okay, just be the fun, be more fun. Like, make they, the smiles are the key, the smile right. and the running. Like, make sure they get a good workout. They're not running as much as they used to these days. That's They're right. They're hybrid had, schedules. And I've had to do that too. I have my kids run around the gym, but not that many times. I let them run around because they're not getting that, that circulation. They're just, yeah, it's the, really, just yeah, recently, I mean, just since this uh, state of emergency, mm -hmm. you know, I have them come onto the court and we do some fun games and it's like the energy levels is so crazy, like as if they've been locked <laughs> in a box for the no, last three no, days. No, because what's know? happening, no, the parents are giving them chocolate just be, they, before they <laughs> maybe, come to you. Maybe. They give them a bowl full of, I had yeah. a little girl come to my class once and it tickled me so much early in the morning and she came in, she was, I love this class, I love, I love it. And I said, what'd you eat? She said, chocolate, chocolate cereal. <laughs> Every time she get sugar high like you wouldn't believe. Mm. So sometimes they come in, it's like that. And I'll ask them, what did you have to eat? Yeah. And they said, candy bar. And then by the end of the class, it's like. <laughs> they're all, yeah, that crash yeah, yeah. comes and they don't, can't wait to get home. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's interesting. But I think, it's, don't you find it kind of good that you have to work with from children up to adults? It makes you appreciate both, yeah, I think, in a way. For sure. I mean. And I mean, that's, uh, you know, back to, I was doing that modeling for a while, mm -hmm. but the tennis is like, there's just, I thought I knew every, you know, you think you know a lot about the sport and then, but there's just so much still to learn all the time. And uh, I feel like I'm still kind of, there's 
total education every time I'm on the court, you know, and I'm teaching these people and then the way they respond to it and the way yeah, that, wow. you know, it's like, oh man, like maybe for this type of person, like I got to do it this way or this is working. So I still have a lot, a lot to learn and that's yeah. why I want to get better, you know, and when with my previous work, I was kind of, uh, you know, I show up, my, a friend of mine who was like a top international supermodel at one point is like oh our job is to show up on time and not drunk <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> you know? right that's like, right oh and look reasonable not have yeah, been yeah, beat yeah. up the night before yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all it's like well that's like, i think i went to college for a different reason <laughs> and so that's interesting so what are some of the things that you feel like well, i've heard some people speaking to other people the aha moment and stuff like that mm-hmm. what are some of the times when you thought like why well, i never saw it that way you know, I get that all, all the time. What what happened recently like that? Mm. You're working with someone in actually a lot with discussions with Alan because uh, he has like a, a different older way of teaching, right? Like he's seventy and he went through a different generation of tennis and coaching, and that was much more like rigid. And then like, oh well, you know, players are doing it this way now, and I don't think that's the best way to teach it. And we discuss, and then. You know, then there's times when I'll have a student be like, yeah, I'll say exactly what Alan will say right now. You know, like there's a reason he, Alan has his ways. He's been doing oh, it for 35 years. He knows what he's talking about. And I was like uh, kind of stubborn or arrogant thinking, oh, I can make this go faster and smoother without going through those steps or without yeah. like doing it the way. But he knew how to let you have your way so you could find out. Yeah. yeah. You can, it's unfortunate in our profession, I think with almost anything, you only learn through your failures. Yeah. When you're succeeding, you think you know it all, as you said. Yeah. When you're succeeding or if you only think about your successes, it's those times that it was difficult and then you found a way that it worked. It's like mm-hmm. putting together a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, until you can't do it and you figure it out, it starts to stick. I got it now. But I worry because my failures are my students having like a kink in their tennis game for the rest of their life. Like, well, my coach told me this and I suck forever. And it's like, ah, like I don't want that. But Ellen was telling me when he was here, he was saying that it's changed so much. It has. It has. The game has changed a lot. So then with that thought, won't it continue to? Yeah, probably. Because the equipment's going to change. Yeah. And that's what helped it to change from those wooden yeah, <laughs> brackets to the lighter ones now and a bigger face. And, and the string is a lot more poppy. Yeah, yeah and, see? Mm. And the balls, too. I think they've probably made form those differently, too. Yeah, probably. Right? Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the whole grips thing is because the ball bounces higher. So, you know, how we get the most efficient stroke at a higher point is why the grips kind of start to get closed. Like, it's you know, the racket differently. See, I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know any of that, but that's interesting. And that's why, actually, now they're, we have different balls for different age kids so they don't bounce as high, so they don't get bad habits of, like, oh, there's a bouncing over their head. And so they okay, learn okay. the right technique with a lower bouncing ball, which, uh-huh. in my age, they didn't have. Okay, they didn't need to. Yeah. Well, no, no, they, it just didn't exist. There was no option of, like, the under seven-year-old ball, the eight-year-old ball, like, which now it's, like, kind of was developed, kind of, it's a good business as well, but it's, uh, you know, is effective. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Faster. Oh. And at the beginning, too, I used to be like, oh, come on, like, you know, I'm, in my day, we didn't have that. <laughs> you're just, right. you're, you know, yeah. using different balls for different age, and I was like, hey, yeah, you're going to use this really ball, and this is the ball you're going to learn with. Yeah, right. the Gorn Borg learned that way, you're going <laughs> But uh, so now, yeah, those balls, uh, it makes a difference. And I've seen this. I've seen this advertised where they have the thing you put down, you go out in the street and the ball's on a string. Does that work? 
Can it? Because oh, it doesn't. Yes, but there's ones that I like more now where the the ball is actually fixed and it's spin, so you can hit it and the thing kind of is like on a. It's rod. on a, a rod. Yeah, a rod that oh, okay. kind of bends. Oh, okay. And you can keep hitting it. And oh, the, so it doesn't with the string. It can go anywhere. Yeah, and it's not going to come can back go anywhere. Yeah, and it's okay, a little more harder to actually. You have to be really, really, good really good to, to make. If you can do that, you're already good. Yeah, yeah. because like it's all of a sudden starts going out, you know. And yeah, you get frustrated yeah, and you yeah. throw the thing away. So the one now is like uh, you can actually work on spin, so you can make the ball spin. So it's like spinning on an axis. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, you can put English on it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Which is wow. kind of the hard part of figuring out the racket, how to make the racket, the ball spin. But you can't give it undercut though. Uh, that no, would be hard. Yeah, right. You'd, you'd, hit, you'd hit the rod. There's yeah, no way to yeah. do that. Yeah. So you can't slow the ball down. You can just spin it. Um, from yeah, but it, yeah. it's kind of most people's like the top spin is like the the one you they want to get because that keeps it low to the yeah, net. Yeah, the, the keeps spin it kind of uh, brings pulls it down. the ball down, right. and you can excel it, keep accelerating harder without worrying about missing as much. Yeah. So like you know, when people are just learning one grip and it starts flying out. Yeah. Either you hit it lower and it's just like barely over the net, you have a right, right, right. air, or you can, hit it softer. Right. Whereas when you learn to spin, you can keep swinging harder yeah, without worrying about missing. And yeah. putting it over, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I play table tennis. I used oh, to, yeah. I like table tennis. Same, same process, basically. It's just closer. Yeah. And you, you know, yeah. it's a little bit different. And same, you know, getting to the point of spinning in table tennis is That's like right. another level. It's like, sure yeah, is. I'm good at, yeah, I'm yeah, good at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that and like, oh man, yeah. You, you never said you were a real player. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, or he puts English on it this way, and you think it's going to go that way, and goes this way, yeah. and you go, what? And it's like not even fine with those right, guys. Right, like, right. oh, the hardcore guys. Uh, I don't That's know. Right. Did you ever play, you play table tennis too? Well, no, I did, like, and same, uh, just like the, the like, flat just stuff, Just flat right? stuff, okay. Right. Because at tennis tournaments, there's always a table tennis. On the uh, side. Yeah, and when you're waiting for your match, you and your buddies are just okay. wasting time hitting. So I've spent hours countless hours just hitting ping pong balls yeah okay but then i once entered a tournament when i was in college just because i thought i was and good. got killed holy moly <laughs> <laughs> I got crushed. you said they're not playing the same game but it was the right. same badminton oh i thought i was decent badminton you play someone who's real it's like Jesus, it's really good it's not the same <laughs> it is it's completely different yeah, right. but you said you got to a level so tell me a little bit more about your competitive years you got to a level to where you were actually comp- i mean you were competing at a high level i was in a college tennis like division one is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's also, I'm very passionate about coaching because um, when I was, when I transferred to my new college, uh, so it was like a Big Ten, mm-hmm. and my coach there tried to tweak my game. Was like, this in Texas? Uh, I was in no. Texas first. Okay. Um, my first two years in the southern, like very south near Mexico, and then I went to Indiana for okay. um, college. For college, Purdue okay. University. Yeah. Purdue, okay. Yeah. Wow. And, and so my coach kind of changed my game and... It just never clicked. Like I never figured it out, and it made me severely inconsistent and like killed my confidence. And like, so we're gonna try this, and it didn't work. And then we never fixed it. So the whole my whole time, I had like no confidence in my forehand, basically in college. And it was a uh, kind of thing. Like you know, coaches are really lot big impact. Tell me about it. It was just like a teacher. Same thing. Yeah. And that's why I was asking you earlier. How many teachers have inspired you in your life? And you said maybe two or three. And mm. I said, how many have you had? Mm. So what were the other ones doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the idea. What, were the other what, so. what was your major? Uh, business management. Okay. Yeah. And that's why you have other things going on. Do you mind talking about the other things you have going on? Yeah, sure. Um, well, so I actually did business management. And then I wanted to, I was always interested in construction real estate. So then I studied um, construction management mm-hmm. after that. 
and I thought I would be in that business. Um, and I actually started working in it even after traveling and even modeling a bit. And then I realized it was, I didn't like it because it was really um, competitive, like people always suing each other. And my, I had this impression that people always, that there's the number one worry in this whole business getting sued because something went wrong and you know. This is in the US? In Canada. In Canada, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was just like kind of a, something that I was feeling like, I don't, do I want to be in this business? And the only, unless you're a lawyer, I felt like, you know, you're, you're stressed all the time. Okay. Uh, maybe it's not the case, but my impression, but, and, uh, you know, I was like, well, yeah, at this time people are offering to pay me to smile and be happy in Japan, you know, let me try that a little bit longer. And I started dating, you know, who's now my wife. And so it was, uh, so I'm interested in construction real estate. So I, in, a few years ago, I wanted to get into the Airbnb business cause it was just starting and my wife was conservative. Like, so she didn't want to do the subletting, which, you know, people mm -hmm. were making money renting and right, right, of course, yeah. So, well, if we're going to um, get into it, then I want to own the place or do it legally and do it the right way. Right, right. So she kind of, we together and she supported the idea that we buy an old place and I renovated it and then I was running an Airbnb for a while. Okay. Um, and I'm now on kind of my third renovation. So I These are all in the city? Well, two are in one. So renovating, I did a whole house and our house that we live in, I was adding an extra like separate entrance and stuff because okay. for the Olympics, expecting yeah. the Olympics to come. <laughs> yeah. Even if it did this year, this is going to be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they will, but no, yeah, yeah they won't be. Gonna be the same. So, and be. then I have a place in the, uh, near the beach. Okay. Which beach? In, Where? in Chiba. Chiba. Okay. Yeah. I love Chiba. Yeah. I, I ride my bike around the other because it's right there. Yeah. Agua line, you're there. Yeah. yeah. And you go, you down Bozo? You're down the the outer, outer, outer side? Yeah, like yeah. Katsura area. Yeah. Katsura? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, All of it's great. Yeah, so I like it out there. And, yeah. and so I wanted to make a, like a location house for shooting. Okay. Like, because I've been doing modeling all these studios. Right. And it's like, oh, it'd be cool. Oh, so you can tell the, oh, so you can have the studios use your place. Yeah. You just put it out. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's so neat. it kind of looks that's like neat. a foreign house, yeah. a place, you know. Yeah. That's nice. Because I've been in many like that. So that's yeah. what gave me the idea. Um, so yeah, I have that. Kind of, so I'm always working with my hands and at least kind mm -hmm. of building stuff. And so I have the tennis, the modeling and that going on. That's what you enjoy. And your wife has her dance and anything so else? She, nice? Well, so she tours and choreographs and then has her lessons and she's doing online classes now. Okay. So uh, Online classes? With oh. the dance, yeah. Okay, with the dance, yeah. okay. Yeah. And started recently. Right. Oh, that's right. Because of this, you know, yeah. so everything's been yeah. shut down. Has she been going bonkers because of it or is she okay at home? And Um... Everyone's been isolated. Everyone's going a little bonkers, but I, I think, think so. you know we we have the two little two little kids and they're oh that's great. right they yeah, yeah you're spending yeah. more time with them that's yeah, good yeah. so of course yeah. you know sometimes it's tiring but mm -hmm. uh, it was um, uh, we we went through it okay but, mm. but uh, yeah we well, think it's over you sound talking talk as if yeah, it's over yeah, we went through it like it's done I yeah, think I guess so it's not even but the kids are in school so there's a while they weren't in school right that's true yeah but. I'm wondering, I, it's, it's kind of like 9-11 in the U.S. Yeah. When they changed the inspection in the airports, because I remember the day when you went through and you didn't have to take off your shoes and you could take anything you wanted. Like you, know, you, could never have, you could do anything you wanted. But once they set that in, it's everywhere and they never took it away. Yeah. There's no more threats, but you still can't take liquid on the planes. I was kidding with someone just today saying that I'm going to try to develop a mask that you wear behind your ear and you press a button and it's like 
um, Iron Man. You know, oh, man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you think, because it's going to be, per- I have a feeling we're going to be putting, we're going to say strain number three or 800 just came out of something. It mutated wow. in strain number 800. Was, so if you flu, flu is that one. But we always had to get, the, yeah, we had the vaccination. Yeah, so, so it's, um, yeah, it's same. I, I hope it's not going to be. It's hard to work all day teaching tennis with a mask on. Because well, you know what it's like without it. I'm looking at kids. They adapt so easily that when I took off my mask with a group of kids that I had worked with before, they said, you look funny, Mr. Lee. They'd never seen me without a mask, and they've learned to read my eyes. So I think the area to go into is the eye cosmetics. We make a lot of money, man. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> cosmetics, but there, there's already a lot of eye cosmetics. I mean, I'm gonna make even more, you know, because it's gonna be, have to be more entertaining. It's like, man, that guy's so happy all the time. Like, really, like, he, like, he can see you. He can see you. Have to be something. Oh, I'm wondering. Wow. So what are your plans for the, the near future? What do you, you plan? So yeah, I really want to build this tennis business up. I really mm-hmm. want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to get away from the modeling stuff because it's so un... It, like, the schedule's always undetermined. You're always waiting last minute to find out. And I, now that I have kids and a family, I want to have a more stable... Mm-hmm. You plan on having more kids? You have two? We have two, we've talked about three, we don't, haven't decided yet. You have a girl and a boy? A girl and a boy, yeah. Okay. And they're close. They're in um, age? Or yeah, in yeah. age. Um, yeah. Just over three years. Yeah. That's not bad at yeah. all. Yeah. They are playing together, they're really cute. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, kids are tough, man. It's two, you know, a year, two years of barely sleeping, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 it, it, it ends quick. I can say that now, having gone through it. But it doesn't feel like it's going to when you're going through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's just always being tired. And then, like, that's, like... You yeah, feel that. 20, but you know. Your whole focus is on there. And, like, oh, when else am I going to have a moment to sit down, you know? But, uh, of course, then you miss it, I'm sure, when it's older, when they you don't do. need you anymore. Yeah. No. No? I don't know. <laughs> not, not, necessarily, not necessarily. Not <laughs> necessarily. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think you miss it. Because if you... If you have it set up in a way where they like to come, my sons come over all the time, so I enjoy that. I think if they didn't, I'd miss it. I've always wanted them to know that they have a place they can come to. And that, well, you created that. Because I'm, yeah, I need that. Yeah. Wow. Well, look, it's been a nice talking with you, Philip. Yeah, is that This it? has been we're, good. Yeah. Are we out of time? We did, we didn't know. We did. It's an hour, man. We hit this good. I think it's mm-hmm. been, I think we started at 3.15, I think. Yeah, well, I, I yeah, but I just wanted to say it. Like, yeah, tell me, yeah. People listening, because... Um, yeah, there, I think there's just a lack of play, like with the tennis, I mm-hmm. think, especially with the COVID now, it's one of the few sports that's still okay, Because right? you're still in your, yeah. matter of fact, you have a waiting list, don't you? Yeah. 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 Which is unbelievable, because even yeah, last year, just... I was teaching one or two people, you know. And that's right. right. They, had a, they had a variety of things to do, but I think now, yeah. and the nice thing is, because the situation's been good and very interesting at the same time, because people are really having to make a decision and good instructors are good instructors you're never going to change that and i find the people that are really good at their profession are doing even better yeah now because people are taking they're not just going anywhere now mm. they're going to places where they say this guy really makes food that i like yeah this guy teaches a way that i'm really learning something because mm-hmm. of it or such and such well and you know people something i talk to our guys about is same as like a, if you're a parent who do you want to 
teach your kids tennis. You know, it's like they have to respect and trust you and feel this is a good environment for my children. And, you know, if we can be that, it's not only good for the, the company, good for your business. And it's good to be that person, like that to strive to be the kind of coach that you could like that you would want to give your own kids to. Right. That's right. That's right. So am I the kind of coach I want to give my own kids to? Yeah, I can tell you are. I can tell you are. I want to be better though, because yeah. well, that's what it, not, you know, like yeah. It never ends. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, that's what makes a good coach. They always want to get better. Mm-hmm. You're on your way. Anyways, Thank you. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. This has been good. <laughs>